In case of emergency, the exits are here, 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 anywhere. Keep your hands and arms inside the carpet. We Name is Hades, Lord of the Dead. Hi, how you doing? We dance, we kiss, we schmooze, we carry on, we go home happy. What do you say? Come on. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Welcome, Ohana, to the Disney Guys Uncensored. This is episode 47, recorded on February 9th, 2020. We're your hosts, Drew and Bob. And on tonight's episode, we celebrate the week of Valentine's Day by exploring the fascinating world of the Disney princesses. So come, journey with us, as we once again invite our Ohana to join us in our virtual roundtable. So before we let's just head right over to BuzzTube and introduce who's joining with us. If I can just find... God! Oh, there you are. All right, guys. Welcome to Bust Stoop. And like I said, we are joined by three very special Ohana members. Um, Isaac Gonzalez, thank you for joining us tonight. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm really glad to be here. I've been listening to this show since the very beginning. That's awesome. Yeah, you've been uh, super active. You are our guy out west. We love to hear from you about Disneyland trips, and we try to share some Disneyland information for you. So, definitely excited about that. But tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, um, you know, where are you from exactly, and any other any other interesting things you want to share? Sure. Well, um, like I said, I'm in Sacramento, California. I'm actually a native of Sacramento, and um, I do a lot of community work here. Um, locally, I'm the president of our Lego club, and so I spend a lot of time building stuff, including Disney Lego. Um, Awesome. My daughter is uh, about to be nine, and my little guy is four. And my daughter has actually gone to five Disney trips in her young life. Wow. She's very, very lucky. And I never had gone to Disneyland as a child, and I never went before I took my daughter. So I've been to six Disney trips because uh, in 2018, I got to go to China. So you know what I was going to do? I stopped at Disneyland Shanghai and had a great time there, too. So I've been to... Uh, three parks. I've been to Disneyland, Disney World, and Disneyland in Shanghai. I mean, I I try to count that as like seven parks. <laughs> who's counting? Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. That's awesome. That's that's really cool. Good to hear. So, out of all the let's let's call it seven. Let's call the seven parks. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite? Wow. Um, it's so hard to say. I would say that Disneyland is magical. Mm-hmm. Disney World is awesome, and there's so much more to do there. And uh, Shanghai was just such a surreal experience to be on the other side of the world and be at something so familiar yet so alien because everything's just a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, altogether, I'd have to say Disneyland. Disneyland is 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 our go-to. Awesome, awesome. Um, and now, do you go there a couple times a year? Or I mean, <laughs> I'm in, I, you know I'm embarrassed to say that we've gone a lot more than we ever planned to, but we've just kind of. And I'm using air quotes spur of the moment, decide to go and we don't, you know, just get in the car and go. But we'll actually like make a trip plan just because 
oh, something's opening and we want to get ahead of the crowd or, hey, there's yeah. not as much of a crowd as we thought. It's not a good time <laughs> to go sneak in another trip. And it's worked <laughs> out that we've gone a bunch. And so we just went actually um, the week between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, it was my wife's birthday. That's what she wanted to do. And we were there at some capacity days, which we had never done before. But, you know, thanks to your show and the fact that my wife and I are great planners, we did everything we wanted to do during capacity days at the parks with fast awesome. pass, max pass, uh, rope drop, just single rider, just knowing how to really navigate it. And we're walking through the park, right? I got it. I'm sorry. We're walking through the park on New Year's Eve. It is capacity at 1 p.m. And I'm looking at these poor people with buttons that say first time <laughs> what they're doing with like stars in their eyes and just going like you have no business being here, folks. <laughs> it would be miserable if that was my first trip. But um, oh, yeah, you never go back. Yeah, we, we've got it all figured out. And a lot of it's saying to you guys. Um, and like we said, we started listening to you all because we were planning our first Disney World trip when you guys launched the show. And you guys really helped us through that. So I appreciate it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I mean, uh, on that topic, how how did you find us? Reddit. It was a Reddit post in uh, either Disneyland or Disney World or Disney or Disney Parks subreddit where someone just posted, "Hey, I'm making a podcast," and I'm like, oh, <laughs> "Another shameless self promotion for another podcast. This is what the world needs." And I listened yeah. to it and I loved it. It was great, and I've been hooked ever since. That's cool. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Um, so here's another tough tough question for you. Out of all these parts, all these attractions. What's your favorite? Well, I'm going to go here with a show favorite, and that'd be the Tiki Room, my very favorite. Wow. <laughs> wow. I love the Tiki Room. Hope I, you didn't listen to us last week then. I did. I did. I was, I was, I was growing <laughs> a little bit. Um, no, I really do like the Tiki Room for whatever reason. Uh, it's just so kitsch. It's so it's so classic. It's so funny. But, um, you know, when we were in Disney World, my favorite new, like, um, second favorite ride, I guess, would be uh, the Carousel of Progress. <laughs> I really love oh, that. That's well done. I like that. I, I, I was singing it out loud. I, yeah, I yeah. screamed in the house. I'll just, I'll just be in the house and I'll just start screaming. It's a great big beautiful tomorrow. And I mean, it's, you know, catchy. it's like, it's catchy. I, it's I'm not a gonna do it. song. So I really like that stuff. You know, as much like the thrill rides, and I love all the tech, and I really love everything about the parks. But um, I, I also like the history. So I love the Imagineers. Oh, that show was great, and just all the behind the scenes stuff. I can't, I can't get enough of that old stuff. That's awesome. All right, the last one is favorite Disney movie. Oh, really, really tough. Um, you know, I, I I'd have to go with strangely enough, Little Mermaid. I was just the right age. You know, I was like yeah, eight that when that sense. movie came out. Saw it in the theaters, and it was probably the thing that really said, "Wow, this is what I really I like this stuff." And even to this day, like if it's on, I'm watching it. That's awesome. Even though, like, once you pick it apart, you realize like it's a terrible like idea. Like, why is the 16 year old <laughs> marrying a stranger? True, true, yeah. true, but uh, it works, it works. Yeah. And then as we ask every guest on the show, you know, what's one of your, what's your favorite type of Disney guys on Censored episodes? Uh, I really like the breakdowns, the planning, um, you know, that's really good. But also, like, if you guys do, like, a, a um, like a ride breakdown or a history, that's, all that stuff's really good. I, I like information. I like to have this data, you know, yep. at my finger, uh, you know, in my mind when I go to things, like, I know how this is instead of trying to figure it out. That's so why I'm a little leery to go to a non-Disney park because I just don't know enough, and I feel like I would just be like, I don't, I don't know what's going on, and I can't have a good time unless I know exactly. Like when I walk through a Disney park now, I'm like, I know where this is, I know where that is, I know what's around this corner, I know where the good bathroom is. You know, <laughs> I love knowing all this stuff. So whenever you guys give me information, I can't get enough of it. Awesome, good. Well, appreciate all the cool feedback, and uh, excited to see what your answers are a little bit later in the show. So second guess is the 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 Ohana. Famous winner of the Ohana logo contest itself, 
and the amazing man behind our current amazing red logos that we can't thank enough. Greg Cook, thank you to the sh- welcome to the show. Um, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm uh, happy to finally get a chance to talk with you guys about uh, about Disney. Absolutely, yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, where however in depth you want to go, or where you're from, or whatever you feel comfortable with. So originally from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, moved out to Washington D.C. Uh, right after college. Thought I would be there a year, and then moved back. And uh, I've been out in this area, oh geez, uh, 15 years now. Um, so you know, plans change, I guess. Um, I'm a graphic designer, uh, so uh, that was kind of what drew me to the logo design competition. Uh, I've always always kind of been interested in and kind of creating logos and things like that. And, uh, you know, what I do for a living now is, uh, I, I do exhibit design. So I create these experiences that people go to. So, uh, being in the parks is like, you know, kid in a candy shop for me. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, all right. So speaking of parks and some of the other stuff, what is your favorite Disney park? I would have to say it's animal kingdom. I think it's smart. Man. Nice balance of, you know, the thrill rides versus the shows. And then you have that whole other aspect of the live animals that you can that you can see and interact with. And, you know, it drives my wife crazy. But the if if I had my choice of what we would do on any vacation, it would be going to a zoo. And she doesn't share that same thought that I do. <laughs> I, I feel the same way. That's that's pretty, pretty awesome. Madrid. Um, the next one here. What is your favorite Disney attraction? So I have two. Um I, Pirates of the Caribbean is like my all-time favorite classic ride. The, the last mm-hmm. time that I went, my son, who was, I'd, I think, two at the time, we went there at the end of the day, and we probably rode that six or seven times in a row. Oh, that's you know, cool. Got off, ran right back around, and went back on it, and he loved it. Um, but Flight of Passage, uh, speaking of an, Animal Kingdom, is really – that was the game-changer for me. That uh, – you know, I didn't know what that was going in. And when I came off it, 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 I felt like a child again, like when I was on that ride, I, I couldn't even explain it. Agreed. You know, that that's some of the funnest and coolest things, you know, when, you know, a lot of us have been to Disney so many times. And when you go to Disney and you get onto a traction that you've never been on and, and regardless, like even like Rise of Resistance, for example, if you try to stay away, you don't want to know about it. Um, then when you actually do go on it, it's amazing to see something that, you know, you love so much, but yet you never experienced. But I agree. Flutter Pass is absolutely amazing. I um, just right, one here. What is your favorite Disney movie? So I'm going to go off the beaten path with this. Um, there. I grew up with a lot of the old Disney, and when I say old, I mean like the 40s, 50s, 60s, like that okay. era of movies. And there's a movie called Blackbeard's Ghost, and uh, I can't explain it. It's it's a weird movie, uh, but I love it, and uh, I watch it, you know, at least twice a year. Um, I don't awesome. know if you guys are familiar with it or not, but uh, so essentially, I, I mean, I'm not, oh, but I'm, I'm I'm a historian, Bub here, Bub, help me out. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> once when I was very young, I think I, I had right, seen. Yeah. It, it is on Disney Plus, I believe. So something you can check yeah. out if you have Disney Plus. I will say it was the first thing I watched when I got Disney Plus. Uh, essentially, there's a guy who moves into uh, a, a small town up in New England, and uh, through a bit of misfortune, happens across the ghost of this dead pirate, and uh, 
has to has to save this this group of women their house that they live in um from being foretaken by this villainous uh uh mobster so uh it's it's you know hopefully i've done justice to make you intrigued enough to watch it otherwise i could just say toy story is my favorite <laughs> that's awesome no i mean it definitely sounds intriguing i'll have to look into it absolutely um and then the last two questions like we said we asked every guest is you know how how did you come across the disney guys how did you find us so I, like Isaac, I had never been to a park until I was an adult. I've, I've actually only been to the parks, uh, I think three times this year is going to be my fourth time. And I was, I really wanted to be prepared for this, for this trip. Uh, and that was last year. Cause I knew I was going to be coming a year later. So I was just kind of looking around for podcasts about Disney and happened upon you guys. And, uh, you know, it just it, it just happened to be the one that I checked out and I didn't even bother checking out any other ones after that. Oh, that's awesome. Appreciate that. Absolutely. And then what what's your favorite types of episodes or, or a favorite episode? So, uh, again, like Isaac, I, I really like the information ones. Um, I happen to really like the Random House of Mouse where uh, Bob has gone into a lot of detail on some of the specifics of rides or attractions. Uh, I'm really interested in the history of things, how they came together, the mm-hmm. behind the scenes things. So those are always my favorite ones. Awesome. That's great. See, but people, people do love the spotlight. Yeah, people like spotlight. Maybe we should bring it back. I think we should. Um, all right. Well, thanks Greg, so much. Uh, I decided also to hear some of your answers a little bit down the line. Um, and then, Last but not least, our, our third uh, Ohana member joining us tonight is uh, everyone should know her by now. Um, thank you for filling in for us tonight, uh, Jordana. Again, welcome back. Uh, it seems to be a reoccurring theme for you. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. It's like a family, right? It's right. So <laughs> I'm not going to ask you all the same questions because I feel like you've given us a lot more information about yourself in the past. But right. I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to okay. say... Tell us something that we don't know about you. Oh, boy. Um, something. Oh my she God, likes to cool. spend obscene amount of money on ice cream. Ice cream. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I, actually, <laughs> I, I went to and I was joking about this before the show. So I went to I went grocery shopping with my husband and I went down the ice cream aisle and I found the um, Mickey Mouse uh, ice cream bars. And I'm not the bars, the sandwiches. And I was like, oh, my God, I need these. I'm getting them. I want to try them. And my husband goes, they're $7. Like, you're really going to buy those? And I'm like, yes, I'm buying them. I don't care how much they are. They're going to taste like magic. And then I got home, and I got And I literally tried to open one up. He was like, why don't you eat dinner first? I'm like, because I'm an adult, (laughs) and I'm going to do what I want. (laughs) And um, so I... And I literally, and I'm so upset because I absolutely hate them and I want to return them, but we've already eaten two, so that's not possible. <laughs> uh, you know, there's something about eating the, the, the Mickey ice creams in the park that make it magical. You know, you bring them back home. It's I actually am boycotting all of them because it's not it's not the same. No. Save that moment for the park. Um, you boycott I'm, them. I'm more ice cream sandwiches for me. No. <laughs> I... I'm more like I'll go everybody always goes for the bar and I'm more of a sandwich person so this when when it came mm-hmm. out I was like oh my god I'm so excited and then Absolutely. I got it I'm, I'm like every bit of disappointment is hitting me right now <laughs> uh, all right well thank you bad show to a Disney podcast that's yeah. true <laughs> <laughs> right. and um, excited right. to hear some of your answers too down the line and again um, 
three of you guys, thank you. Like we said, we try to do this roundtable every once in a while we can and bring some of you guys, the listeners, on the show and talk about just a fun topic that everyone can kind of relate to. So we have a doozy for you. Um, but before there, we have a couple small news items that happened over the last week that we want to get to. So let's head on over to the Disney News Desk. And as always, the Disney News Desk is brought to you by Patreon producer Jordana Izzo, who is with us tonight, from Travelmation and authorized the Disney Vacation Planner. Some breaking news from the travel industry, as Travelmation has just been awarded earmarked platinum status with Disney destinations. Platinum status has only been given to eight agencies in the entire world. After guiding tens of thousands of guests, Disney has granted Travelmation with this incredible distinction. When you book with Travelmation, you are booking with the best. So thank you so much for trusting Jordana and the team at Travelmation to create magical Disney vacations for you and your family. And as always, imagine stress-free vacation planning by a Disney expert for free. That's what you get when you use the preferred travel agency of the Disney Guys Uncensored. Email Jordana today at jordanaizel at travelmation.net and be sure to tell her the Disney Guys sent you. Awesome. Thank you, Bob. And like I said, a couple small, medium-sized news bits this week. So the first one, Magic Kingdom is introducing a new photo experience called Capture Your Moment, which will allow guests to capture extra special moments in the park. This experience lets guests book extra time with PhotoPass photographers for a personalized photo session during regular park hours at Magic Kingdom, all in view of Cinderella's castle. The photo session lasts up to 20 minutes, costs around 50 bucks, and uh, these new sessions actually start February 10th. So by the time you're hearing this, this should now be a new perk in the park. Reservations for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is the uh, the new multi-day vacation experience is coming to Walt Disney World Resort, which will open, uh, which the reservations will happen later this year and anticipated to open in 2021. We talked about this uh, during the D23 episodes. It's pretty much, think of a, a cruise on land is the best way to describe it, but if you want a lot more info, you can go back and listen to one of our old episodes, and um, has all the information there. I think it's episode 23. Um, or 24. FastPass Plus are now available for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which opens March 4th, joins Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run and Slinky Dog Dash in Tier A or Tier 1 at Disney's Hollywood Studios. CityWorks Eatery and Poorhouse is now officially open on the west side at Disney Springs. It's built as Disney Springs' premier sports restaurant and bar. Sounds like my cup of tea, folks. It aims to offer the ultimate unit experience with its high-definition TVs, including a video wall housing 168-inch high-definition video screen, complemented by four 110-inches TV screens. So it has up to 90, 90 local, regional, and global craft beers on draft. Um, yeah, this is this is my place to be. Uh, if I lived in the area, I'd be there every Sunday for some football and uh, just to hang out at night. So that's going to wrap up this week's news. And let's get on over to this most anticipated topic of the week. <laughs> 
Yes, hello everybody. We have kicked around a princess idea episode for maybe a couple of months now. We originally had evolved this episode from an idea of doing a couples episode on Valentine's Day, um, for Valentine's Day. And the more we kicked it around, we said, you know, it's more, maybe we do just a straight princess episode. And then we asked Isaac and Greg and Jordan if they wanted to come on. And I don't know that we really told them the topic <laughs> until like midweek of last week. <laughs> so um, we kind of sprung it on them. Um, of course, what we're going to do here is similar to what we did on a round table uh, with Disney plus we have a series of questions and I will kind of throw it around the horn uh, and we'll just, you know, talk about the princesses and, and various things about princesses. Um, we should mention that we've, <laughs> much to Greg and Isaac's chagrin, we have added things right up until showtime today, uh, so it may be a little disjointed. We do, uh, also, we are not including Elsa in tonight's episode because she is, in fact, a Disney queen. Um, in the interest of full disclosure, there were a couple others on that list that we actually removed and put into the questions so, I mean, let's just get right into it, because this is this is going to be fun. Jordana, in the interest of full disclosure, I'm probably going to start with you every time as a ladies first type thing. Um, so the first question we want to know is the favorite Disney princess that you have. Now, we're going to run it down for you. I'll give you the options. Uh, Snow White, Aurora, Cinderella, Jasmine, Belle, uh, Tiana, Rapunzel. Uh, Elena of Avalor, uh, Giselle, which is actually from Enchanted, uh, Moana, uh, Merida, Mulan, Pocahontas, Ariel, and then here's where we kind of get crazy, uh, Princess Tiger Lily, Anna, Kida from Atlantis, and Princess, uh, oh crap, Andrew, go ahead, what's her name? El- I don't know, Ellen Wee? Yeah, she's from uh, your favorite movie there, the, 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 the Black Cauldron there. I believe it's Ellen Wee. I could be there wrong. There we go, all right. Well, either way, I can't pronounce it, and if somebody picks her tonight, maybe they can shed some light on it. So, Jordana, who is your favorite Disney princess? My favorite Disney princess is Belle from Beauty and the Beast. And I just have always liked her from the beginning of the movie, where she she's her own person and she doesn't take crap from anybody. While all the village people are, you know, singing to her and telling her how weird she is, she's just not taking it. So, I've always... I've always just liked Belle, and I, she's my favorite princess. And that's oh, it. when you compare it to Maurice, I mean, yeah, she doesn't look crazy at all. No, not at all. Hey, you know, yeah. Belle's an excellent pick. It's uh, she is a very strong princess, and uh, remember, you know, she, you know, remember when your brother picked Maurice as the best character of the nineties? It's a good pick. It's a sleeper pick. It's a sleeper pick. I mean, is it any worse than picking Hopper? No, 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 it's not. Okay. All right. So we are going to move east to west this round. So, Greg, who do you like? Who's your favorite Disney princess? Uh, I went new school with Moana. um, And, you know, as much as I've enjoyed kind of all of these uh, stories, I I think hers was – it was a fresh story, and, and what I really liked about her is her her character arc isn't tied to uh, falling in love with a prince. She kind of uh, was the, the master of her own journey. I like that. Yeah, no, that's an excellent point. In fact, I, I will tell you, uh, there's quite a few instances on this list that 
I had that same thought with a lot of different things. Like, oh man, she Moana is as a character, like you're saying, very independent, very strong-willed. So that is that's an excellent pick. It's if I had a daughter, I I may want her to grow up a little bit like Moana, you know. So that's uh that is that is a good pick. Um, I know I did say uh, east to west, but in fact, Andrew as the co-host, he will go next. So Isaac, I'll let you uh, tell us your pick for favorite Disney princess. Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, Belle is up there for me for sure, and I, I mm-hmm. like, really like that movie. I got to say really quick that I really don't appreciate the beautification of Belle in merchandising post-movie. Like, in the movie, she's just very smart and very normal-shaped, but in every, like, princess piece of merchandise, she becomes, like, more and more about, like, makeup and less less about books, which I think is really, really, like, not true to her mm-hmm. character. Um, but uh, hands down for me, and I'm living vicariously through my daughter— uh, my favorite princess is Princess Tiana. Uh, not only is she just a great character and um, is it a great movie, but uh, for me, it's also it's the last traditionally drawn animation film from Disney Studios. And it she when you watch it today, you realize they uh, how much how great it would be if they would just go back and make another one of those because it really is just a a terrific film. Um, and while she's my favorite princess, I, I I will just say too that it sucks that for most of the movie she's not actually a human being. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I I do agree. I do agree with that statement. Um, and if you've, I'm, like you said, you've listened, you know that I uh, I rave about everything about uh, uh, Princess and the Frog. So you'll get no, uh, you'll never get pushback from me uh, on picking Tiana or anything from Princess and the Frog on this show. Uh, so, Andrew, what about you, bud? I mean, Princess Tiger Lily's jumping out at me. But uh... <laughs> I know it was a late edition. Late edition. Late edition. Um... No, I, I, I'm going to be that guy, and I'm going to have to say um, Anna. I mean, I think she's awesome. Uh, I think she's, I think it's her fun little personality type thing. That I think she's a Joe Jatter. And uh, I'm a big Anna fan. I'm a Frozen guy. Have anything to do with your celebrity crush voicing Anna? Oh. No. I mean, I, <laughs> that, it may. That's, that's, that is next that. level. That's saying. well done. It's good well unknowingly, Jordana, but. I'm gonna go with just her personality. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Anna. You're a personality guy. I hear that about you. <laughs> well, if you wanted to go by looks, I mean, I maybe would choose somebody else, but I didn't think that was what the what we're all about all right, tonight. So if she went by looks, you know, let's play. <laughs> if she went by looks, would it be Jasmine? This is dangerous. No, no, I, absolutely not. I think I think I'd have to go down into the bell range. Good looking woman or a teenager. I don't know. They're all too young. That's kind of odd for me to say. Uh, yeah, no, that that's true. In fact, I looked not- that up. Um, but by definition, and this is officially, obviously Elsa is, is considered the oldest, despite her not being a princess. She's, I, I think, 21 at the time of the second movie. The rest of them are all 19, I think. Cinderella and I forget who it no, was. No, Meredith's going to be like 19. 13. No, I, no I, I said oldest, not youngest. I said oldest. It's it's Cinderella and oh. one other, like, 19 years old are the oldest. So you're right. It's um it's awkward to ask who your hottest Disney princess is. So that's why we didn't put it on the list. Um <laughs> For me, Isaac, no doubt it is Tiana. She's right. incredible in every way. Um, I 100% agree with you. Uh, I, I will give a shout out to Rapunzel. I, I do love yeah. Rapunzel in a lot of I ways, know. as you'll find out later in this list. Um, perhaps next question, but I will tell you that 
Tiana for me is is just everything that's right about a Disney princess, and I have no disrespect for anyone else that picked here. Um, in fact, it's a really good list of characters. Every one of them is, is a really great character, and you can see that the animators cared about what they were doing when they when they drew a lot of these characters. So that uh, it's a it's a good point, and and I'll tell you, I'm glad to find someone else that appreciates uh, Princess and the Frog for for what it is. So hey, you know, um, the youngest princess on the list is Snow White at 14. Yeah, that's, you know, creepy, so that's weird. <laughs> wow. It's just in my business, you know? I mean, how old's Merida? Did you look that up? She's 16. Is she not considered... Well, she's from the other studio, so, you know, she's weird. Nobody understands her, and that is a Ralph Breaks the Internet joke for everybody at home that is interested in knowing it. Um, so we're going to go to number two now, our favorite animated movie, animated princess movie. Um, we have Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, Aladdin... Beauty and the Beast, Princess and the Frog, Tangled, Moana, Brave, Mulan, Pocahontas, The Little Mermaid, Frozen, and I added Atlantis if only because Kida is a, a pretty substantial character in the second half of that movie. I, I actually just watched it with the uh, kids earlier this weekend, and it, it's it's a decent movie, I'll be honest, uh, but I felt it, it warranted inclusion on the list because it's kind of she, she's an important aspect of that movie so not necessarily a straight princess movie but a, a movie that does involve quite a bit of princessing on Kita's part so um let's let's go reverse order here after jordana jordana you get first pick then we'll go to isaac and greg okay so i and i wanted to pick this because this movie was so ahead of its time so i picked snow white and the seven dwarfs because Ow. this was like the first you know what I mean like it was just the first Disney princess and it was the first of its kind and this I don't know this changed everything you know so I think that that is the one that started it all and for that that's why it's my favorite animated one really yeah really <laughs> are you gonna argue with me yeah, I no, think he is <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I don't think this is the one to start a fight on, but I, my hat's good. off to you. For you know what? Good for you. History. Good for you. Yeah, well done. Good pick. It shocked now, me. Now, if you said Sleeping Beauty, oh, we could have had an argument there. Well, as long as nobody's getting inside Maleficent, we should be fine. Oh, boy. That's going to penetrate. Okay. Like, all right. <laughs> so... Isaac, your favorite Disney princess movie. You know, I, I'm really torn here. Uh, what I just said about uh, Princess and the Frog, uh, you know, really rings true. And, and from a, you know, from a quality standpoint, the art is just second to none, probably because it is that last animated traditional feature. So they had the most talent and most experience altogether. But if I look into my heart, I have to say The Little Mermaid. Again, I was just the right age when that movie came out. And I just still enjoy it to this day. And, and the new transfers and everything that have come out recently just remind me what an amazingly beautiful movie it is. And like the the boat that Prince Eric has, you know, it's CGI. It's really early, early CGI, but it comes off really well. And it's just a real marvel of a picture. Absolutely. Guy, I got no complaints about that. I mean, that's, I yep, that's, a, that's a great film. Um, Greg, what do you got there? Uh, well, admittedly, this is you almost got me with your late edition because I love Atlantis. I I oh, just excellent. I, I love that movie so much. Um, but I I don't think it is quote unquote a princess movie. Um, Correct. So for that reason, <laughs> uh, I I pick Beauty and the Beast, and 
I may be drawn from recent memory from watching that documentary, uh, Waking Sleeping Beauty. So it's fresh in my oh, mind. A, but uh, it's a great documentary. <laughs> there's just so much to like about Beauty and the Beast, and you know, I, I'm not afraid to say that I'll listen to the soundtrack when I'm driving in the car, or when I'm at work, and it's the animation, everything about it is just amazing. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Beauty and the Beast uh, was um, the first and I think only hand-drawn animated movie to be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar, which I am skipping the Oscars to be with you guys tonight. I want you to know that I'm heartbroken by this, but uh, well, Beauty not and the Beast isn't... Well, if you've seen the movies this year, they are. I think the movies were excellent that they picked. I really recommend Parasite, but that's another story for another day. Let's go. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, excellent, excellent film. So, Andrew, I've been waiting all week for this because I I think I know where you're going after you ask me your questions during the week on why a certain movie wasn't on the list, and now it is there, so I wonder if that's where you go. You know, of course... I, I love I'm I'm a Frozen guy. You know, people get angry about Frozen because it's so it's it it stole the spotlight in Disney in a lot of ways, right? But um, no, you know, Bob, I'm not going there because I think there's some some traditional movies like like uh, like Greg mentioned that kind of just hold to my heart because I grew up in those ways. Mm-hmm. And same thing with with Isaac there. But I'm actually going Aladdin because I I love the music. I I love. Actually, I love everything about it besides China. I mean, I like Jasmine, but she's probably not my favorite in any way. But the movie itself can't go wrong. I mean, Aladdin's a great film. It, it is. is. Um, I, I Spoiler alert, we're going to talk about live action films in a little bit. And I will tell you that Aladdin was uh, very high on my list of live action princess mm-hmm. movies. Uh, that I think we liked. Um, the easy way for me to go is obviously Princess and the Frog. It's such a I think as close to a perfect Disney movie that we've seen, but I will tell you there is one that stands out just a little bit more to me that oh. I, I think when I I think when I first saw the preview for Tangled, I was very concerned because I didn't think it looked great, and they kind of took well, away either. from right. So 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 what happened here with Tangled is is they they were making. Princess and the Frog, they released Princess and the Frog. It doesn't do great. It doesn't do tremendously at the box office. And they said, oh, we have a princess problem on our hands. We have to start marketing more towards little little boys to split the difference and make it a Flynn Rider movie. And and you can see some of that in the the movie. But for me, Tangled is is fantastic. And and I I just – it was very close for me. It was like a 1A, 1B situation uh, on those two movies. But um, I don't think there's a bad movie on this list, except maybe I'm not. I don't love Pocahontas, but I, I think it's 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 okay. But there's really not a bad movie on this list. So I, I yeah, I mean it's tangled for me. So that's a great um, movie, and like I said, you know the marketing was just so wrong. I had no idea what I was looking getting into correct. when I watched it, and I was so just impressed and surprised at the quality of everything about it. Just a, it's a remarkable movie. It's a great choice. And I will say for me, uh, it was also what, what got me out of my Lego dark ages. My daughter got the Lego, uh, tower, uh, Rapunzel's tower. And that was the first Lego I had built in 20 years. And it awoken an addiction inside (laughs) me, which I cannot feed to this day. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, that's, that's, uh, see tangled, bringing people together. I like it. Or, (laughs) Selling more or selling more Legos. Who knows? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> On to our next question here. We're going to go favorite sidekick. 
this is a rather extensive list. Yes, I don't know if it's worth mentioning everybody on the list. Sure. So I will. All right, we're gonna do it. So do it. Oh, you can pick any. You can pick any of the dwarfs. Name them if you, that's your pick. I, I don't care which one it is. Uh, Flora, Fauna, Flora. Flora, Fauna, or Merryweather. Uh, they are listed separately. Jacques and Gus Gus. Uh, Bruno, Raja from Aladdin, obviously. Cogsworth, Lemire, or Chip from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Louis and Ray from Princess and the Frog. Uh, Pascal from Tangled. Uh, Maximus from Tangled. Hey Hey and Pua from Moana. Little Brother and Cricky from Mulan. Miko or Flit from Pocahontas. Sebastian, Scuttle, and Flounder from The Little Mermaid. Olaf and Sven from Frozen. Cookie Farnsworth from Atlantis. Pip from Enchanted, and Gaetan the Moliere from Atlantis. Um, Jordana, what do you got here? So this was one that I ended up switching last minute with the additions. Um, I did, at first I had Sebastian, um, but I switched to Olaf, because Olaf is literally (laughs) one of my favorite characters ever. Um, He's so bubbly and positive and he like just like his humor is it's it's everything it's he was kind of forky before forky let's be honest that is true yes no i agree there um but i i just really i enjoy his personality and i just enjoy like the positivity that he brings to every line that he has yeah no i no, no, no complaints here. Yeah, no complaints here. In fact, I'm going to get out of the way here. I, I picked Olaf for all of those same reasons, so I will open the floor for you guys. Greg, what do you got? So I uh, originally picked Gus Gus and Jacques from Cinderella. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not big on the sidekicks in general. Like, I don't normally, like, think of them like, oh, that's my favorite. Uh, I But mm-hmm. I do think that they kind of elevated – a movie that I'm not too crazy about, but uh, I'm going to go Dark Horse here, and I'm going to pick the mole from Atlantis. Um, Excellent. He uh, uh-huh. he he's not on screen often, but he steals the show when he is, and you know he does. Uh, I think traditionally sidekicks are animals, and being that he is the mole, I think he kind of uh, he fits that category. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, I, yeah, yeah, I like him, that. yeah. Him and Cookie, when I watched it, the movie this weekend, were, were fun uh, characters, and I said I have to add them to the list. I, I can't not put them on the list. So, so I, Isaac, what, what do you have for this one? Well, I've got another animal that also kind of like is a little odd, but also steals the show every time they're on screen, and that's Hey Hey. I love me <laughs> yeah. some. First, yep. I love I love the voice actor. Is it Andy uh, Tunic? How do you pronounce, pronounce his last name? Yeah, Alan Alan Tunic. There, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, Steve the pirate from yeah. uh, Dodgeball. Yeah, you know, so many great uh, roles for him. Uh, my favorite for him is King Candy. Now yes. that's you die. <laughs> it's yes. a dark role, right? But uh, he's he's so great in everything he does. And if you ever watch the behind the scenes when he's doing Hey Hey, he's like, I went to Juilliard for this, <laughs> so, which is really funny. But the character itself, Hey Hey, is just great. You know, he basically um, is always great when he's on screen. I love the fact that he's he's so different. And and, um, and Moana saves his life. He says just perfect the way he is. And uh, I, on a little kind of like uh, side, um, I I bought my friend, my best friend, his daughter, and my best friend's girlfriend a uh, hey hey for Christmas. They were on sale at Target. Two buy one get one free. And a lot of the robotic ones that are super loud because <laughs> they oh came. Oh my god! Outside. I have that same one. It's yeah, it, 
that thing is terrible. They came over to my house. They saw it. They squeezed it. They're like, this is horrible. So I bought each one one for Christmas. <laughs> That's awesome. I love me some hay. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Uh, yeah, who doesn't like hay hay? So, so Drew, where are you going with this? I mean, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. If, if you had to look at this list and say who is the best created character from, you know, from from comedy, from entertainment, like we talked about, I mean, Olaf has to be one of those characters, right? So mm-hmm. obviously I wanted to just be, I don't want to just say I'm picking somebody else to be different, but there there is another character that, that always gives me that chuckle, that always is that comic relief. Um, and I'm talking about Scuttle from Little Mermaid. I mean guy's awesome he he has that 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 ego of like confidence yet idiotic you know he's a fun little guy you know dangerous misinformation agent he could have really hurt some people with his bs oh oh oh, oh, absolutely easily he's the Uh, voice of reason though he's fun he's a good guy that's it so so since you you came off of Olaf, and I told you that Olaf was my pick, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, oh, I, I love Lumiere, um, but but for me, I mean, it's got to be Olaf. But if I had to pick a second, it'd probably be Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. I just I love the character. I love uh, just really everything that he represents. He he's very suave, uh, and yeah, it's, it's just, you know, I like the character. So great, great voice talent too. Yeah, yeah. Wow, God, I can't. What the escapes me right now? Gary Olbatch from Law and Order. Is that yeah, it? yeah, from yeah. Law and Order. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. So. Oh, or see, or you could go Sir Ian McKellen, right? Oh no, is he Codsworth? He was Codsworth in the new one. Yeah, wasn't Ewan McGregor Lumiere? Yeah, no, it yeah, was. He, he, yeah. So. Ian was uh, Codsworth. So I, I guess, do, do we have any Star Wars fans here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so. I think it would have been a great crossover if Lumiere at one point had said he has the high ground over Cogsworth. <laughs> I think it would have been fantastic. But uh, that's so a why little... why wasn't Princess Leia on the list? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> she's, 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 there's many reasons why Princess Leia wasn't on the list. Okay. Oh, moving, okay. moving on. <laughs> Question four. Favorite conscience characters. So here's the thing. I think a lot of you might be screaming at your phone or how you're listening, saying to yourself, you left out Genie, you left out Maui, you left out, you know, Mushu. Don't worry. Don't worry. They're all here on the conscience list. Uh, It is Fairy Godmother from Cinderella, Genie from Aladdin, Maui from Moana, Grandmother Willow from Pocahontas, Mushu from Mulan. Grandma Tala from Moana, uh, Mama Odie from Princess and the Frog, Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast, and Grandpappy from Frozen. All really solid characters. I had a tough time with this category, with the exception of Grandmother Willow. So um, <laughs> We hate that movie. Jordana, Jordana we, we, who, who you got in this one? So this one, I had to go with Genie from Aladdin. Um, he literally... He he steals the show. He's you know he brings and I think this with the live action one as well as the animated one, um, he's just he's the full conscience for Aladdin and he's making a lot of decisions for him obviously and like just kind of like his voice of reason. So I had to go with uh, Genie. Plus Robin Williams did a great job. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody on this panel is going to complain about you picking Genie. I, I can't no. even find fault with that. So, so well done. Well, good pick there. A safe pick, but a good pick. Uh, <laughs> Greg, Greg, <laughs> I didn't know we were being safe. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> I, was just trying to, I was just trying to answer the question. <laughs> Greg, Greg, where are you leaning, Greg? Uh, I, I will tell you that I am uh, silently. Um, crying inside at, at the hatred for Pocahontas, but that that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, I also went with genie from Aladdin. Um, yeah. Specifically from the animated one. And, you know, I, I am not a huge Robin Williams fan. I think he's a little bit over the top, but uh, it, it was absolutely perfect for this role. Um, so I, I agree with Jordana. Yeah, again, I uh, I'm not going to argue with that pick. Um, it's it's again, it's it's he's everything about that movie. If you really think about it, he he is the puppet master. He's he's the conscience of that uh, character. And you know, I, I, offbeat before we get to Isaac, I will tell you that I, I really tried hard to get Jiminy Cricket on this list <laughs> because that's what he is. Literally, but I just couldn't I just couldn't find a way to make Pinocchio into a princess movie. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, if you're arguing with us on why Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy cricket is not on the list. Uh, that is the reason why this is princess movie specific. So, uh, Isaac, where are you leaning? Well, you know, Jeannie is obviously the go-to and, and it makes a lot of sense because that character really does carry that movie. But, um, I'm going to go a little bit different here and go with Maui. Um, I really, I mean, you know, you put the rock into a Disney movie and you really worry about how much it's just going to be, uh, overbearing or out of character, but it really just, you know, the rock becomes Maui, Maui becomes the rock. I don't know where it starts or where it ends, but it's a great character, great songs. And, um, really his journey, uh, you know, where he really discovers who he is, is also pretty awesome that, you know, he's 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 uh, Moana's conscience and con- and Moana's his conscience. So it's kind of a very cyclical relationship. And I, I yeah. really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good pick. And, and I was hesitant to put Maui on there because he he isn't the traditional conscience character. But the more you watch that movie, the more he he is a spiritual guide. And maybe that would have been a better uh, top a, a better you know topic for this question is spiritual guide but but really Maui's an excellent pick and like you said the rock just just crushes that role so uh D- drew what about you bud yeah no so i mean obviously i i i mean maui's awesome right he, maui maui came back and kind of did similar role to what the genie did so many years earlier but um i mean there's really i feel like the last question the same thing with olaf there's really only one answer here and, and it is a it is the genie i mean without the, you take the genie out of that movie you know and you think about all these options right you take take that character out of the movie what happens to the movie you take the genie out of the movie there's no aladdin right i, I mean maybe well, not. No, i mean he's like he's he's a central character to the film so yeah i agree it's kind of important um, but uh yeah i i, I have to do 100 percent aladdin as well well, thankfully, there's no tie for me to break because I'm going Mushu. I dishonor on you, dishonor on you, dishonoring oh. Mikau. Uh, I, I love everything about Mushu, and I'm actually secretly – I love Mulan as, as a movie, and I'm in the minority when I tell you that I'm very excited about the live action uh, coming out in the end of March. 
So, and I know Mushu is not necessarily in it. I, I get it. But Mushu, for me, um, in terms of favorite character, I don't know if he's the most important character on this list, but in terms of favorite character from a conscience standpoint, I, I just, I can't get enough Mushu. I, I, I like everything about him. So, it could be Eddie Murphy, I think. could be a lot of Eddie Murphy there, but... Okay, yeah, you don't listen. You don't have to agree. That's the beauty of this list. We don't have to agree. It's kind of annoying. I'm surprised none of you want Mrs. Potts. She's such an important character in that movie, you know. Or, or you know, heaven forbid, nobody went Grandma Tala, who you could argue is a bigger conscience character than Maui to begin with. You know, I'm just saying these are things that I thought of when I put the list together. Uh, moving right along, we are going to favorite couple. Yeah, um, yeah I, I like mean, this one. I like this one. So we got Snow White and the Prince, uh, Cinderella and Prince Charming, Aurora and Prince Philip, Ariel and Prince Eric, uh, Belle and Beast, because I, I just don't like Prince Adam, so I, it is what it is, but uh, Jasmine and Aladdin, Pocahontas and John Smith, uh, Mulan and Li Shang, which are, again, sleeper group there, uh, Tiana and Princess Naveen, uh, Rapunzel and Eugene, uh, Giselle and... Uh, I mean, that's his name. name. I know, but who puts yeah. that? Then you have Giselle and Robert Phillip, which took me a very long time to figure out who she ended up with in Enchanted. It was not the prince. It was uh, Robert Phillip, played by uh, Dr. McDreamy there. What the hell's his name? Yeah, what the hell's his name there? Uh, yeah, his name. Whatever. The guy from... Uh, the guy from Grey's Anatomy? He's a handsome guy. He's a handsome guy. Great, great head of hair. Great head of hair. Yeah, not uh, bad. Not Anna good and Anna and Kristoff and Kita and Milo. So that's for, obviously from Atlantis. So, um, I don't think it's Jordana. that obvious. Yeah, I think so. I, don't think, I, think, I so. think Atlantis is a movie, and I know Dredd is a big fan. I think it's a movie a lot of people don't know about. Well, maybe they, they don't they know about it, but they don't they haven't seen it. Well, I was going to say, it's obvious to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, Jordana, I, mean, I like the movie as well. All right, so... I ended up going with Cinderella and Prince Charming because everybody oh. want everybody like when you think oh, of Disney love God. you think of Cinderella and Prince Charming everybody wants that's their not, Prince Charming coming. You're not them. wrong. You're not I mean, wrong. That's not what I think. They met each other for like ten minutes and fell in love. And then the, he went searching that's for pretty much her. every point. It's every one of these movies. You're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> I just think. Like, you think Disney love, you think Cinderella and Prince Charming, and that's why I had to go with them. That's, listen, that's an inspired choice, and I'm going to respect the hell out of it. I'm not going to say anything about it. Isaac, 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 who do you have, Isaac? Well, there's a lot of great choices on here, um, and I'm... I'm pulling toward Tiana and Prince Naveen, um, but actually, if I really have to think about the journey and the growth on both sides throughout the story and how well they play together, I have to go with Rapunzel and Eugene. They just—it's a really great yes. adventure they get to have. She gets yeah. to learn that she shouldn't be so naive and be a little bit more careful. He learns that he should open up and not be so guarded. And by the end, they're both sacrificing each other for one another, and they come out on top. It's a really great couple. Yeah, again, I made no complaints for me there. Tangled is low key a a great film, and and the story they tell is excellent. It's really too bad they marketed it the way they did, but that's that's another topic for another day. Maybe we'll have you on and we can discuss the issues on on Tangled's marketing scheme, which was I work just at awful, a marketing but... firm. We should talk about missed marketing opportunities for Disney and looking yeah. back and analyzing all that. I think that'd be fun. 
Yeah, that'd be a yes. Yeah, so let's Andrew mark it down. Mark it down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Greg, I I have an idea based on your answers to this point where you might be leaning on this. Um, where are you going? D- did I get you with this one too? Did I get you with this question too? Is the question. You, you did not. Uh, I went I went traditional on this uh, with Bell and Beast. Um, I just love the back and forth of them throughout the movie. He, uh, I mean, you know, him snapping at her, her snapping right back, and they they just have such a a, a fun back and forth. Um, that, and and I I think that they kind of stand above the the other couples on the list. See, I, I agree, but to Bub's point, if Beast stayed the Beast, I think I may have oh, went that one. I think I think I was just having a go there. I mean, I wasn't. I mean, but here's the thing, and 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 somebody once once said this to me. Uh, this was actually, believe it or not, a a retail guy. Um, I actually used to buy uh, the Jim Shore figures from him, and I had a decent. We were talking about Beauty and the Beast, and and how I liked Beast but didn't like Prince Adam, and 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 he said to me, "Well, they're the same person. It's just Prince uh, Beast is a manifestation of Prince Adam's, you know, anger and whatever, you know, whatever it was, you know, his 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 avarice and whatnot towards the beggar woman. It was just a part of him that manifested itself. So ultimately we, we could go into a, a psychological discussion of Prince Adam and the beast not being the same person, but ultimately they are. Um, and, and I think it's, it's a great pick and, and you're absolutely right, Greg. I mean, bell and, and, and Prince Adam slash beast, they do. I mean, that's quite a give and take relationship that they have as well. Uh, similar to Rapunzel and Eugene, they, they sacrifice a lot for each other uh, in both of those movies. So, that that's an excellent pick in my opinion. Uh, a- Andrew, what about you? I'm gonna shock the world here a little bit. And, Are you? Well, it's not that shocker, but I'm going Ariel and Prince Eric because. Okay, yeah, you shocked me there. It's I, I can't. Big fan of Prince Eric. Big fan. And there wasn't many other categories on here that I could, uh, you know, get him involved. I just. Okay. No, I'll let you finish and then I'll ask you why you're a big I fan. I mean, there's really not much to finish. I'm, I'm a fan of Prince Eric, and, uh, yeah. This is this is the guy that, that quote unquote, fell in love with Ariel in a day and a half, and then Vanessa shows up and, and he's in love with her again. Now I understand he was under a spell and all that jazz and everything. I, I get the semantics of, of, oh, the, yeah. of the of the story. Prince Erica. One of the few You're people that t- well, he's one of the few that took out the villain. You know, I mean, Prince Philip did. Um, well, I guess the Beast did. Aladdin didn't. He cheated with the genie. Um, hey, yeah. John Smith. I mean, I don't know who's really the villain. Um. You could argue that he was part of it, but anyway, anyway moving on. But all right, so, so all right, hey, you're shocking with that. I was stunned at you. I'm I didn't a fan. realize your love for for Air Little Mermaid here. I was a little surprised to hear that. So that's why I threw it out um, there. Yeah, obviously for me the answer is Honor and Kristoff. I just everything about their relationship is fun to me. Um, again, a little odd at first when clearly she she was quote unquote in love with Hans and, and, you know, Olaf was, we're going to go kiss Hans. Who is this Hans? Um, and I just think their dynamic over two movies. So this is, this is what I'm basing on over two movies. Their dynamic is a fascinating one to me. Um, Anna is more the, the aggressor quote unquote in the relationship. Um, and maybe I think helps Kristoff find his way a little bit. 
And I think Kristoff obviously helps Anna find her way, but but at the end of the day, I, I really just love both of those characters. And you know, it was a late addition, and I, maybe I did that by by choice to add them there. But for me, it's got to be Honor and Kristoff. And, and Frozen is a beautiful movie, Andrew. I know you're a fan of it, but it, in, in terms of in terms of straight animation and looking at it, it is a beautiful film to watch. But I'm not sure there's any bad choice on this stuff. Maybe Snow White and the Prince is really only know each other for about 12 seconds in that whole film so um but yeah i mean that's that's it's good i mean that's similar to aurora and prince philip not really knowing each other either but we'll explore that in a little bit now we're getting to andrew's favorite category of the Ooh, night and his chance one. to redeem a chance to redeem himself in the eyes of one of our listeners and let's see let me tell you right now bob there will be no redemption tonight oh okay <laughs> well Excellent. But you know I'm what? I think this to... is an opportunity that we could think ahead and do like, you know what? I know Jordana threw out the idea of doing some type of March Madness thing. Maybe mm-hmm. we need to do a March Madness of the villains to redeem and let the listeners decide who the best villains are. Let's uh, let's put a pin in it. I like that idea. Similar to Bolt. Let's do that, and uh, we'll go from there. All righty. Maybe we'll do like villains versus heroes type thing in a uh, battle royale type March Madness. So like one side one side of the bracket would be heroes, one side of the bracket would be villains. I like that. Not bad. Let's uh let's 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 discuss that one. Okay. Uh, best villain, uh, Queen Grimhild from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Lady Tremaine from Cinderella, Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty, Ursula from The Little Mermaid, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, Jafar from Aladdin, Governor Ratcliffe from Pocahontas, Shan Yu from Mulan, sleeper right there in the uh, villains battle as well. He had a great showing. Doctor Facilier from Princess and the Frog, Mother Gothel from Tangled. And then we got Mordu from Brave, Andrew's favorite character yes. ever. Yes. Taka, Taka from Moana, which oh, I was I was hesitant, um, but obviously Taka is the alter ego of Tafiti, so it kind of made sense. Uh, Queen Narissa from Enchanted, which again, if you're sleeping on Enchanted, let me tell you, Enchanted is a legit little film that doesn't get a lot of love or recognition, but it, it, it's a quality, well done, you know, dual live action uh, hand drawn animation film. Uh, Prince Hans from Frozen and Commander Rourke from Atlantis. Um, Jordana. Go ahead, lead us off. So and this one was kind of tough for me because I really, I I don't know, like I try not to pay attention to villains because you always want to root for the hero and you always want to root like against the villains. So, I guess you want to do that, but yeah. on this yeah. show we root for the villains. Oh, so yeah. I know, I yeah, know. absolutely. Yeah. But, so I don't know, like I just, I've never really like gotten into it. But um, for me, like my favorite villain was Prince Hans because he tried to take advantage of princess anna and literally like tried like didn't even care about her sing a song with her and and then they were going to get married after like an hour hey i like this plan i respected it you know it it tried and i mean because he had so many siblings or so many brothers or whatever he had no chance in his country so he had to do this so i do like like you said drew i do respect his plan um However, I think it was pure evil. So I have to go with Prince Hans on this one. It's a good one. So I give you a list of some of the greatest villains in film history. Film history, not just animation history. Film history. And you give us Prince Hans based on political maneuvering. Prince Hans, that's, that's your pick. Southern Isle. That's, that's my oh, pick. I'm sticking God. with it. 
You should stand by that one all day and twice on Sundays, Jordana, because I who's next? I don't even know what number. Isaac, go ahead. Who do you got? I, I need to take a minute. So for me, um, this is a controversial decision, but I could not choose just one. I have a tie. Um, Dr. Falsier. If one of your ties involves Prince Hans, you're off the show. I'm just letting you know that now. <laughs> no, that is not going to be an issue over here in California. So the Shadow Man is uh, an awesome villain. He has great songs, and the very awesome Keith David just really brings him to life with his great voice. Really, really appreciate him. And um, But then it's tied with Ursula, because Ursula also is a terrific villain, and the animation on Ursula is just, I mean, it's so good you don't notice it, but if you actually look at every tentacle, every movement, her, her character design off of Divine, the drag queen, everything about her is just really awesome, and a great song in Poor Unfortunate Soul, so between yes. the two of them, I, I, I can't pick a favorite, those are the two, but I would say too, the villains have the best everything, the best animation, the best character design, the best songs, yeah. You know, the villains are where it's at. And even if they're not your favorite, even if you're rooting for the heroes, you have to admit that from a storytelling perspective, the, it it really is awesome to be a villain. Yeah. Ursula, is, Ursula, is, Ursula is low key, like great, like next level villainy. She, that's a sleeper hey, pick. I, I, was, I, was, I was crushed there. Who takes Ursula out there? Uh, my boy, Prince Eric. That is right. I guess he's stabbing in the gut. Weird Prince Eric sucks. Anyway, Greg, who do you got here, bud? Uh, well, first I have to question the legitimacy of this category. I, how, how do you not have the Horn King on here if, if you added in? Respect, uh, respect that. Well, that that's <laughs> fair, but here's the thing. We didn't have the Black Cauldron as a princess movie, so it was tough for me, it, it, despite princess uh, whatever the hell her name is actually being a princess um, oh. i couldn't bring myself to to have the horned king on here again or risk andrew going on a 25 minute diatribe about how he is the single greatest creation in the history that's of animation possible. that's possible so it was more for us than it was for, for it was more to save andrew from himself than it was for us <laughs> Uh, I would not have voted for him. I oh, I, 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 I actually that. watched the Black Cauldron on your recommendation, and I'm I sorry. just said, uh, I, I just said, wow, wow. Well, yeah, well, we well, let's talk about here. Let's talk. No, for no, a we second. own one. We own one. Okay. No, I want to talk about this. So, honest, honest opinion, Greg. Uh, so my problem with the Horn King was he he had no presence in the film at all. Like he. Correct. He did not play into anything, and all the powers that he was supposed to have had, you never really saw. And so I, I think that other people kind of proved themselves on screen more. I yeah. Don't just, yeah. And to be honest, the book is actually similar, believe it or not. Um, but he's got a lot of power. Let me tell you, look it up on the Disney wiki. He is <laughs> they a talk powerful about guy. Him. They you. do talk about him quite a bit. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry, derailed. Uh, sorry. So my actual pick for this was Sean Yu from Mulan. Um, oh, great villain. Great. And uh, I actually I made this pick and then I, I watched Mulan this weekend to make sure that I, I wasn't crazy. And I think as much as anything, it has to do with the animation style of him. As soon as he comes on screen, you instantly know, oh, this isn't going to go well for everyone else. <laughs> That's true. No, he's the excellent villain. <laughs> Excellent. He was. He did very well in our villains battle royal. He did. He made it to like I think I want to say at least the final eight. Yeah, I think. Might even, yeah, I mean we had Ursula, Horn King, Maleficent. I forget who the fourth in our final four was. 
I'd have to go back more and listen. But I know we had more do. Yeah, more, more do. I think. Uh, are we gonna talk about more do in a second, crew? At all? Is it my turn? It is your turn. Well, no. I mean, I'll tell you what. I almost went Lady Tremaine. She's trying to figure it out. I mean, she's, she's next level. That's true. She is next level. Next level, just chilling. Has pretty much a slave cleaning her house. I mean, pretty legit. Um, but no, Bub, it was between two people, and Mordu is one of them. Uh, okay. But there's no better villain than Gaston, because he's Gaston. Wow. Um, wow. Can, can I just, for one second, I, let me tell you, I'm going to shock the world here, guys. It's the first time in 47, oh, 48 God. episodes. I'm in 100% agreement with Andrew. Yeah, so there's nobody, is, there's nobody like Gaston. Yeah, he's incredible. The uh, guy eats four dozen eggs every morning. He is Come on. incredible. I mean, that's it's gross. I'll tell you what. They did cast him well in the live action. That was about the only person they casted well. Yeah. I mean, that's – I mean, I we've agree. had our issues. We've had our issues with the live action Beauty and the Beast. I don't know if we've talked about them too much, but I've also, got my own set of problems where we've talked about it offline, Drew, I know, where I feel like it's it's a Hogwarts presentation of it when I see Emma Watson. I just get taken back to her being in Harry Potter, and it's like it's a stage production from Hogwarts. So I, ultimately it's another story for another day. But, I, yeah, this will make it very easy. I agree with you 100%. I think Gaston is a great villain. I think this list, other than Prince Hans, is a list of great villains. Absolutely. How somebody looks at this list and picks Prince Hans, I will never know. But I'm not going to I'm not gonna bring anybody down for it, Jordana. I'm not. I, I think it's, you know, no, it's you already did. I think it's done. If you, you think, I, I think, I mean, yeah. I mean, okay, moving on. Best, on. Song. on. Best song. Best uh, song. Tough category here, guys, I know, and, and I, I didn't – obviously, there's some exclusions from this from this list, um, and there's well, some there – uh, for some reason – the, the list, I, there was one issue here. I, okay. I didn't see any Phil Collins in here. Okay. And, and that hurt me. I mean, but – I mean, is Tarzan a princess movie? Tarzan or Brother Bear is not, but I, I – Brother Bear I, a princess I, movie. Okay. I was hoping so you could time somehow just... get it in there. Tell you what, I'll let you do a random house of mouse on time on Phil Collins Disney songs, and you can just yeah. have at it. <laughs> All right. Okay, there you go. Maybe so you obviously, I don't know if it'll need an episode. Maybe a bonus episode. Maybe you can sing karaoke to Phil Collins. Oh boy. Um, for some reason, the only film on this list, I believe, that got more than one song is Enchanted, which I, I looked at afterwards and said that is stunning to me based on the amount of music in these movies. But this wasn't necessarily about every song from each of the movies. It was more about a, a princess moment with the song. Um, and early on, it was very, uh, very tough. I know Jordan is a big seven, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs fan, um, but Someday My Prince Will Come, obviously from that film, is is not, I mean, it, it's iconic in a way, I guess, but it, it's just, you know, it's very old-fashioned. Once Upon a Dream from Sleeping Beauty, uh, A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes from Cinderella. They're all uh, uh, relics of their time. I think, and and ultimately not terrible songs, but but songs that are, you know, obviously there are better songs in each of those movies, but it wasn't necessarily about the princess, and that's what I kind of tried to do with it when you when you question why certain songs are on the list and other ones aren't. So like we said, someday my prince will come. Once upon a dream, and a dream is a wish your heart makes. Then we get into a whole new world from Aladdin, uh, Beauty and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast, part of your world from The Little Mermaid. Uh, Colors of the Wind, the most redeeming quality aspect from Pocahontas. Reflection from Mulan. 
Uh, I see the light from Tangled down in New Orleans from Princess and the Frog. Now, Isaac, I will tell you, Princess and the Frog, I could have put the whole soundtrack on here, but as I just explained, it would have been very hard for me to pick one from that, so I did go with that, but I, I will tell you that Princess and the Frog, if you guys haven't seen it, has a killer soundtrack. Uh, we'll get How Far I'll Go from Moana, Ever Ever After from Enchanted. That's How You Know from Enchanted, which, again, Enchanted, the only film on here, they got two songs. Um, Touch the Sky from Brave, which is uh, is a low-key... I think people don't appreciate Brave's soundtrack, but they are... Uh, it's a very good soundtrack, so... And then for the first time in Forever from Frozen, um, Frozen was very tough. Uh, again, since Anna was the, the main focus of the princess aspect of it, um, to really pick a song... Obviously, I, I, it's very easy to pick Let It Go, um, but it's not an Anna song, so we didn't go that route, so... Um, Jordana, surprise me and tell me you did not pick Someday My Prince Will Come. I did not. I, okay, great. So this one, this one was an easy pick for me. Um, I went with uh, Beauty and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Um, okay. And this, this song, like I have like probably like four different like versions of this song um, that I listen to on a weekly basis on my playlist and stuff. Um, but it's also, it just holds a special place in my heart because this was the last song that my husband and I danced to at our wedding uh, was this song. So this, this one always will hold a special place in my nice. heart. So would you say that guy is beast or more Prince Adam? <laughs> do I have to answer that? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you do not. Oh, he listens. No, he no, listens to comments had, on stuff. So, okay. I there's a video of me somewhere on Facebook dancing to this, and this I have to. It is at the end of the night at my wedding, and I still have about three beer cans in my hand somehow. Um, uh, find that video. <laughs> I thought I thought I was Belle. Let's just say that. <laughs> Excellent. But, we all. Yes. <laughs> That's my pick. So, Greg, take us away, pal. What do you got? Uh, I went with Part of Your World from The Little Mermaids. Um, you know, they, uh, I think they're all good songs. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just a whim, but that, that was the one that I went with. Uh, I think it kind of sets the movie going into uh, the next phase of where it where the story's headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no complaints there. I was going to go with the extremely uncomfortable date rapey Kiss the Girl, but I, I went with Part of Your World instead. It seemed like the safer choice on this list. Uh, Isaac, what do you got? <laughs> well, um, going back to the fact that you could pick nearly every song from its soundtrack, and because jazz is an American original and renowned the world over, I have to go with Down in New Orleans and every song yeah. from Princess and the Frog. But when I look at this list and I see all these uh, titles and I can imagine immediately think of their themes and being in a park. And when you hear these themes in a show like Fantasmic or in over here in California Adventure at um, World of Color, when you hear these themes start playing, you're, you know, all the neck uh, hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you really are taking back. So these are all very powerful, powerful songs. But Princess and the Frog, it's jazz. You can't go wrong. Yes, yeah, you can't. It's it's. 
it was hard for me. I really wanted to put every song from the play from that soundtrack on this list, but that would have clearly been showing favoritism, and we're about equal opportunity of fencing here, so we are not going to do that. Uh, Andrew, what, what do you got here? You're not a big music guy. You like Phil Collins, but there's no Phil no, Collins I mean, on the list. So this is, this is a great, great list. Like everyone's saying, it, it's hard to choose one. But I think what really put one song above the rest was a little uh, rendition that you and I did on New Year's Eve, Bob, that we went live on Facebook for. So I'd be remiss oh not to oh choose boy. A Whole New World as uh, my favorite and best song. I mean, that's no, a great song. It's a great song. I, yeah, I can't ridicule really you for that. If you had picked, you know... Once upon a dream, I probably would have reached through the computer and slapped you, but ultimately you didn't. So I guess we'll save that for the next question. Um, for me, for me, I I was torn. I was I was torn. Um, but just like earlier, when I went best movie with Tangled, I'm I'm also gonna go. I see the light from Tangled, which which I just Zachary Levi and and Mandy Moore do a great job with the song. Um, it's it's a fun song. It's it's a it's a powerful song. Not quite the level of Beauty and the Beast powerful. Uh, Beauty and the Beast was a close uh, third for me because Down in New Orleans would have been the pick if it wasn't for I See the Light. But I see the light for me, and I, I just I realize that I have a Tangled and Princess and the Frog bias uh, when I think about these princess movies, which. You know, it's fine. It is what it is. They're both great films, but no disrespect to anything else. Uh, how far I, how far I'll go from Moana. Also, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention that song. And, and reflection from Mulan is is a near perfect like pop song. Uh, for for even if it wasn't from a movie, you would you would know that song. So that's one of those that I think has stood the test of time, as it were, from uh, from Mulan. Uh, moving on to question number eight. Uh, best live action princess film. This one got a little dicey, um, but we went Maleficent, Maleficent 2, Mistress of Evil. You could argue those are princess films, but for the sake of this conversation and exercise, we're considering them that. Cinderella, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and Enchanted, which, again, if you have not seen Enchanted or you don't really know, it's it's a fantastic movie. Um, so I put it in best live action because predominantly it is live action. There is some animation beginning and end and a little bit in the middle, but uh, Enchanted got best live action uh, on the list of best live action films. So, Jordana, take us away. I went with Aladdin on this one, and I thought, like, mm-hmm. I looked at the list, and I, I'm i not a fan of live action movies from, you know, them coming from animation. I just think that they should keep the masterpieces as they are. However, I look, I watched aladdin multiple times like the live action one and i absolutely love this live action one so this was the one i had to go with and i well, think yeah i mean jordan i have to tell you about uh disney's about making money but uh yes. we don't we yes. don't want to go there and uh, so I actually have an interesting question for Jordana or, or for you guys in general because we've heard that that tone a lot that all oh, it cheapens the massive. Why does it necessarily take away from what the animated movie is? If they're separate entities, it's not like you can't watch Aladdin uh, animated. You, it's right there on Disney Plus, right next to the live well, action. I think it enhances the story a little bit. It's a different telling, except for Lion King, which was a virtual shot-for-shot remake, but. But Aladdin, I, I think they're not two different movies, but they they tell 
different stories where I think Aladdin, the animated film, was much more Aladdin-centric, where Aladdin, the live action, was a little bit more about Jasmine and her struggles and and less about Aladdin. I mean, obviously, Aladdin played a huge part in it, but I I really feel like they're almost two different movies, and they tell a similar story, um, which I think why Maleficent's, uh, both Maleficent movies are as good as they are, because they tell a different side of the story. And I think that's where you nailed it, Bob, right? So, like like you said, Maleficent is, is, is cool because it's like the same world, that same stories happening but they took the camera and put it somewhere else right correct um, i think that people get held up with with aladdin and beauty and the beast and cinderella and things like that because is you're always gonna have that comparison factor you're always gonna say nobody's ever gonna replace Rod, uh, robin williams and and no one's well, gonna I mean, be able to portray that um, I, I i i did too and, and no secret here my my favorite on this list is aladdin that is what i go i went with here but um no, I think I think that's what the people fall in that trap of. And to your point, I 100% agree. You need to be able to pull them apart and separate and say it's okay. First, it's okay. Calm down. Yep. They're two different entities. Let's not let's not try to compare apples to oranges or apples to apples. Everybody you want to look at it. But um, absolutely, I think it's okay. It's an okay thing to do. Yeah. So so I will tell you also because I'm gonna clear the deck set. I also picked Aladdin. I, Cinderella was a close second for me, uh, but I, I loved Aladdin and everything about it. So I'm going to go to Greg first because I see on the list that he might also share our opinion. And then we're going to give the floor to Isaac to talk about what I think is a criminally underrated film. But but uh, Greg, Greg are, are you leaning where I think you're leaning here? Uh, I am. I'm also going with Aladdin, uh, mm-hmm. s- similar to Jordana and, and kind of the conversation. I... I more so I haven't watched any of the live action ones. I actually just watched Aladdin a couple weeks ago because my kids wanted to watch it and was pleasantly surprised with it. And it's not that I don't want them to make these movies or I have hatred to the movies. It's just if I want to watch Aladdin, I'm going to watch the one that I know and that I like. It's it's I I just have no need for these. So I it's not they're not drawing me in to go okay. see these. They're, That's a And real quick, I don't think I have a hatred for live action movies. I think the thing (laughs) that I didn't like was that it was like every couple months there was another live action. It seemed like it was or they were announcing another one coming out where I think that they were missing out on the original content. And everybody was like, all right, I've kind of already have the gist of this story. Like, I want something new. So that's where my I think like that's where I was kind of like. I was over it. I was over the live action. We, we well, call well, that we call that printing money. Yes, I. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jordana, you'll have to excuse my my co-host here. He's <laughs> a stockholder, so he loves these movies because uh, they all do remarkably well. But uh, I would just tell you, be prepared for more of these in the nearest future. That you're not going to see them. You're not going to see the end of live action remakes, which I think makes Isaac's pick um, a little bit more genuine uh, because it is not a remake. I, I don't believe, looking at the list, it is not a remake. So um, if he goes the way that he, he was initially going. So, Isaac, uh, the floor is yours. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I'm not a fan of any of these remakes from a viewer standpoint, but as a shareholder, I do appreciate their bottom line there results. There you go. They're, they're uh, printing money. And I got to say, personally, I'm sorry to disagree, but Aladdin, we watched that recently when it hit on Disney Plus, and it, it just seems so shallow. And, the, you know, if it had if they just decided to, like, come up with a new script with the same characters and not have so many callbacks, I think that would have been great. But it was just such a pale comparison to the original. I just really I, I found myself 
cringing a lot watching that film. And that's why I chose Enchanted, because it's an original idea, and it's totally on its own, and it deserves to be a live-action film, and I really enjoyed it. Again, super surprised when I watched it how much I enjoyed it. High-quality, mm-hmm. great film, and it's a good live-action film, and it doesn't need anything else to help prop it along. No, yeah, it is It is one of those that is, is low-key. I don't think it gets the, the love, as it were, that a lot of other movies do. It kind of flew under the radar. But it is it is a, a well done movie, a great cast, excellent cast when you look at it. So um, now we're gonna do a little bit in the parks for a minute. Um, favorite princess to meet in the parks, Jordana. Who is your favorite live princess to meet? I went with Cinderella on this one. Um, mm-hmm. In a lot of my picks are just personally, but like. My son, when we took him for his first trip in September, um, the photo pass people caught this amazing picture of him just like looking at her and he was like head over heels in love with her. And just like the the picture that they caught, it's like it's literally one of my favorite memories, one of my favorite pictures to look back at. Mm-hmm. Um but that's, I think, and just her interaction with him, and she kept calling him Prince Charming, or you look like Prince Charming, and it was just, it was totally adorable. So that was mine. Yeah, no, that's a good pick, and I'm sorry, guys, I should just, for the listener, understand that we have Belle, Cinderella, Jasmine, Aurora, Merida, Pocahontas, Snow White, Tiana, Rapunzel, Moana, uh, maybe I said Moana twice. It was Merida the first time. Um, Elena of Avalor, Ariel, and Anna as our options for meet and greets. Um, yeah, I can't argue with Cinderella. I think you'll see uh, a lot of the picks might be personal interactions and experiences that we've had with them. I know my pick was was based on that as well. So, uh, Greg, um, nope, I'm sorry. We'll go with we'll go with Isaac first because we kind of gave him enchanted to himself. So, uh, Isaac, who, who do you got here? So um, I love the princess meeting, meeting greets again because I have a little girl and even my big guy, mm-hmm. my little guy, he really enjoys meeting the princesses in the mm-hmm. park. It's one of the best things you can do and always fun to turn the corner and find one of them. But um, for me, it's it's Anna because our first trip to Disneyland um, in, was it 13, 14, was right when Frozen came out. The meet and greet line for Anna and Elsa was four hours and I did it because I wanted my little baby to meet. Her, her favorite princess at the time. Oh, so we, we got up to the front and she had a total meltdown and didn't want to have anything to do with it. I laughed so hard. We walked out and a cast member said, hey, come back in 30. Come in through the back. And you can meet the girls anytime you want. And it was really cool. And they, they were great. So got to love Anna. Excellent. No, that's a good pick there. Anna and Elsa, to a point, are, are fantastic to meet. And I think a lot of uh, the quote-unquote casting they do for the young ladies that play the characters, they do a great job of capturing what those characters are and, and who they are. And uh, Like I said, I think a lot of what you'll see uh, on this category is is in regards to, to personal uh, memories you have here. So, Greg, anything for you standing out with the princess meet and greets? So, admittedly, uh, I have not met a lot of the princesses, so I had to defer to my daughter on this one, and Ariel was uh, her favorite interaction. Um, I will say that we did book Cinderella's Royal Table for our trip this summer, so yeah. uh, perhaps after that I will have something more to offer on the subject. Nice. Well, I will tell you, all of Ariel's got a solid uh, 
meet and greet location. That's a, she's got her own little. She does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that that's yeah I can understand that's a good. Ariel Grotto. Yes. So that's uh, that's yeah. I mean I don't have any problem with that. Ariel's a, a great princess to meet and uh, Drew. Where are you going? Cause I know you're a big fan of the princess dining that we talked about every I'm, episode. So I'm stepping away from that, and I'm heading over to Epcot, and I'm heading over to the France Pavilion, and I am going to be waiting in line by the France um, bridge over there to see mm-hmm. Belle in her blue dress. Um, That's rare. I like that. It's spe- rare. The specificity it's, of that. It's specific. Uh, it's cool. She usually ca- it's it's funny because she usually has her blue and that white dress, and she usually carries around like a book. Mm-hmm. And um, I love playing with it, it, me and the actual princesses or the princes. Um, I hate to say not the costume characters, but it, it, I hate to, to when you see the live actors. Um, I love um, playing with them in the way where you can kind of throw like if if, if for example Belle. She's she's carrying a book all the time. You just say, "Oh, hey, Belle, what are you reading?" And like she goes into a full story about what she's reading and why she's reading it and how she went to the library early in this morning or the bookstore and she got it. Um, and you can do that with any princess. And right, I encourage you when you go think about some fun quirky questions on one or two of the princesses and and see what they say because it's part of the amazing Disney experiences when when you throw these things at them. Um, you know, Pocahontas. You could you could say, hey, where's Miko? And and they're quick and they're snappy and they'll they'll say, oh yeah, Miko's off chasing uh, some some rabbits or something. Like they're, they're snappy and right to the point. Like they have different options for it, no matter what the situation is. Um, it could be a hot day out and the, someone will say, well, Miko doesn't like the heat. Um, so it, it it's funny to to test them and see that stuff. Um, I've seen Ariel talk about Sebastian or Flounder about it. Um, I've seen Jasmine talk about Raja. So it, it's definitely I, – actually, I've seen Merida talk about our crazy brothers. It, it's, it's Think of a fun little quirky question and throw it at them and see how they respond. But um, for some reason, the Bell one is a very rare and hard one to see. And when you do, it makes you feel a little bit more special. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I won't disagree with that. Bell's a, Bell's a good princess to meet. Um, for me, it's Tiana, and it goes back to a, an experience with my – oldest he just turned seven earlier this week uh this was his first trip um i think he was turning three and he had his little autograph book and he was a little apprehensive at first with with the characters and when he presented the autograph book to tiana she says oh you brought me a new cookbook which i thought like to andrew's point was absolutely like Nowhere else, when you go to a meet and greet, mm-hmm. now let's say you're at a Six Flags and you meet Green Lantern, you're probably not going to talk about the lore of Green Lantern with that guy. He's a summer intern making pennies on the dollar and getting fed hot dogs. He probably doesn't care about Green Lantern in any way other than collecting a paycheck at Disney. And I, I don't mean to demean that. I, I'm just trying to tell you the difference between a meet and greet with Six Flags as opposed to like a, a Disney meet and greet where you're getting that story. And, and Tiana, just, she was just so lovely, just a really, really uh, – sweet girl and i she just took the time she could tell zach was a little bit you know apprehensive at first and she got down um to his level and and, you know he opened right up and i will tell you also um rapunzel's a great meet and greet as well occasionally you will uh, catch her with uh, what you know 
uh, nude slippers, as, as it were, where she looks barefoot because most of the movie she is barefoot. So oh. the attention to detail in 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 the in the character presentation is exceptional uh, with a lot of the princesses. And I think to Andrew's point again, I think you get a certain amount of interaction with a with a live actor or actress uh, than you do, you know, uh, with with uh, with a costumed character. You know, uh, Tinkerbell's another one, great. Great character to meet. Again, I couldn't fit her into princesses, but Tinkerbell, uh, low-key, great meet and greet if you can grab it, because uh, she gets a big line pretty much throughout the day. She does. Now, we are going to go best princess park area. This one changed quite a bit throughout the week. Initially, we had Sleeping Beauty's Castle, uh, Cinderella Castle on there as well. Uh, I, I did take them off, if only because I, I felt like, uh, despite their their being iconic to the parks they're in, um, I don't necessarily, despite your efforts at, at California, obviously you can walk through when they have the walk through the dungeons and everything, and Cinderella Castle we've talked about, where you know the 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 the, the the uh, murals, uh, the murals, murals above the wall, the tile oh, murals yeah. and stuff, and, and and everything like that. So I, I'm just, I was hesitant to put them on the list because they're so iconic. It'd be hard to say that something is better than Sleeping Beauty Castle or, or Cinderella Castle. To be perfectly honest, I think we'd be doing it a disservice if we did that. So we went just four this time. We get the tangled rest area over over near uh, a small world act. Uh, kind of around the corner from the castle there. Uh, Belle's Village uh, in, in Fantasyland, New Fantasyland, uh, which is pretty well done, too. Uh, Princess Fairytale Hall, which is the main meet-and-greet uh, in Fantasyland, and Norway slash Arendelle over at Epcot. Um, there's really, it's just one of those things that, despite it being Norway, it is very much uh, Arendellian if that's a word. So we're going to go with uh, Best Princess Park Area. Jordana, what do you got? I went with the Tangled Rest Area for the Oh, summer. that's a good one. They have the best bathrooms. Yep, <laughs> it's nice and shady true. over there. <laughs> um, it's like It seems like there's a lot of chaos near Small World and Peter Pan. Um, and then there's also the chaos coming from uh, Haunted Mansion. So this is kind of like the break uh, in between the two areas where everybody's kind of crowded at both sides, but here it's not so crowded. Um, but yeah, so that's why I went I went with there plus their bathroom. And a that. lot of low key great photo pass options over there as well. Yeah, over and over entangled. So really, really cool place if you if you haven't been over that way. Uh, Greg, what about you? Uh, so I know there's. I know there's... Mixed feelings on uh, intellectual property in the parks, um, but I am going to go with Norway and Arendelle. Uh, I, 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 having not been to Epcot, you know, before it kind of switched over to that, I don't know what it was like before, but I thought the integration of Frozen uh, was excellent. Yeah, it's well done. It's 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 extremely unsatisfying for me to agree that it was well done, but. In the instance of, of intertwining Arendelle with Norway, it, it's exceptionally well done. So I, I can't, as much as I want to, uh, I'm not going to disagree with you there. Um, Isaac, it looks as if you might be leaning the same way. What, what do you have there? Well, yeah, unfortunately, we only have the uh, one trip we took uh, to Disney mm-hmm. World last year. And we did spend a week okay. there, though, but... Um, uh, we definitely were impressed most of all with Norway. It, it was really, really neat, and it was a good way to. I think it's the second land as you get into the whole um, the lake there. 
mm-hmm. uh, the second uh, country, and it was a really good way to enter the entire experience, and and was really well done on its own. It, it is again. I begrudgingly will tell you that it is a very well done area. Uh, Andrew, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I love the Norway stuff, but I, I'm going to go with Jordana here and say the Tangled Dressed area. Uh, one, yeah, because it's, it has the, the best bathrooms. It has uh, really good family bathrooms there. It has uh, some nice shade in the area. It also has what we've talked about in our Hidden Treasure episodes back in the day, the Hidden Pascals. So while half of your family might be in the restroom, you're outside. There's a little something to do with one of your kids. Is don't look for the Hidden Pascals. I think there's 10 of them throughout the area. Um, super cool. And then you can see Maximus's, um, um, horseshoes in the imprints. It's just, there's so much detailed for a restroom area. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, even my daughter loves seeing, um, the Tangled Tower, you know, off in the distance kind of. So, uh, that's where I'm going. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Bell's Village. I just really enjoy that corner of Fantasyland. Uh, I really enjoy Beauty and the Beast, as much as I do love Tangled, I, I will tell you that Bell's Village, I think, is extremely well done with the castle on the background. And you got the little, uh, you know, plaza where Gaston's Tavern is. There's the little bookshop that's not really a bookshop, but it is a bookshop. And the fun one, I, I really enjoy Bell's Village area uh, of, of Fantasyland. So moving right along to the Best Princess sequel. Um, so this is, I got a think there's probably two on here that are the most popular uh we will go aladdin and the king of thieves aladdin the return of jafar bell's magical christmas cinderella dreams come true cinderella a twist in time mulan 2 pocahontas 2 journey to the new world the little mermaid return to the sea the little mermaid ariel's beginning atlantis milo's return that's for greg and frozen 2 which um, I think we know there are two heavyweights in this category, so let's not beat around the bush. Jordana, where you going? I'm going Frozen 2. Yeah. Um, yep. I really, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I thought the whole storyline was phenomenal. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. did, I was one of those people, I'm like, how are they going to one-up the first movie? Because I thought it was mm-hmm. just so great. And uh, they knocked my socks off. They did great with it. So, um I just, I really think, you know, when it comes to sequels, they definitely did justice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. righty. Um, Greg, what about you? So, uh, I didn't originally see Frozen 2 on the list. And, yeah, it was a know, list. <laughs> when I think of Later. Disney Princess sequels, I think of direct-to-video. So, I think that one's kind of cheating because it got a full theatrical release. I agree. Release. Don't, uh, disagree so I, Don't disagree with you. Don't disagree with you. I went with uh, Aladdin Return of Jafar as, uh, you know, not only a good movie, but uh, one that I I didn't have to turn off 10 minutes into turning on because it was so bad. Probably deserved a theatrical release on its own, to be honest with you. Uh, those were the two heavyweights. In case anybody was wondering, I really thought we would be between a lot of Frozen 2 and Aladdin the Return of Jafar as, uh, as favorite sequels. So, um, yeah, the Return of Jafar, I'll be honest with you great great movie so um well done isaac where are we headed with you well i've never seen return of a jafar and uh with that in consideration the rest of these are hot garbage <laughs> so frozen <laughs> right, man right. these are these all yep. these all watered down the entire disney brand and were part of the really dark period for the company well, wow i mean i, I mean i see there that's, that's throwing haymakers i like it 
So, Drew, what about you here, bud? Same thing. I mean, Frozen 2 is the obvious, but I'm, I'm not going to go Frozen 2, and I'm going to shot the world again, so they would Prince Eric, and might as well stay in that same theme, because I'm going The Little Mermaid, not a sequel, but a prequel, Ariel's Beginning. Um, it's a charm. It's a charm by far. It, it, it explains the history of, um, you know, King Triton and his wife and, and what happened and Ariel and how she got to be where she was. Um, just a little bad story. I'm all for that bad story stuff. I'm a sucker for it. And um, maybe I probably would never have watched this. But now that my daughter loves it, I probably watched it half a dozen times and since Disney Plus has come out. And uh, I'm a fan. Okay, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I, you're lucky I love your daughter. That's all I'm going to say. Because, <laughs> all right, I, it's Frozen 2. You're right, before I did the list, it was Aladdin and the Return of Jafar. When I added Frozen 2, it was easily Frozen 2. Uh, but Return of Jafar is, is just an incredible direct-to-video sequel. I really feel like they could have done... Uh, something else with that movie. It, it's that well done. So, uh, moving right along to best park show slash slash ride. Um, so again, some late additions here, and I do apologize for that. Uh, we will start at the studios, which is Beauty and the Beast live on stage. We will go with the low key great Fantasmic. We will go Voyage of the Little Mermaid. That is the show at Hollywood Studios. We will do the new Beauty and the Beast sing-along at Epcot, which I don't know if any of us have actually seen yet. Uh, we will also go to the Frozen sing-along celebration. Snow White's Scary Adventures, because I knew Isaac was a West Coast guy, and he still might actually have that ride out there. Uh, Magic Carpets of Aladdin, which if any of you pick Magic Carpets of Aladdin, I'm off the show. Andrew can finish it out for me. No, I believe that's uh, one of my don'ts, uh, so I, I would be yes, off the show. As so, well. uh, Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid, The Ride at Magic Kingdom, which, according to the Disney Guys Uncensored, is the 10th best Disney ride on property. <laughs> uh, Frozen Ever After, and Enchanted Tales with Belle. Um, so, uh, Jordana, where are you going? Magic carpets. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I had a tough. I had, so I had a tough time with this one. Uh, I was kind of stuck in between two. Um, Fantasmic. Um, like I, it's like one of my favorite nighttime shows. Um, but I, I'm gonna have to go Frozen sing along celebration. Oh my god, that's just as bad, Jordana. <laughs> that's I love almost, it though. That's no, almost as bad. I love everything uh, about it. Uh, like Frozen's one of my favorite movies, and I I sit I sit there and I sing my heart out, and I absolutely adore it. I'm uh, about to get into this. I think we did this two weeks ago. I can't we do did. it. We did. Yep. Um, yeah. Nope. That's yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with that one, and I'm sticking with it. All right. Let's move on. You do you, Scotty P. You do you. <laughs> <sighs> Greg, where are you taking us? Well, let me say uh, it, it was a pleasure getting to talk with all of you. And before I get my lifetime banned from the show, uh, <laughs> let, let me try to make an argument for the magic carpets of Aladdin. Wow. Um, Greg, so the, you're my new best friend. Let's do this. <laughs> the, the first time that I, I went to Disney uh, 
was the first time my daughter went to Disney and she was just about to turn two. So she wasn't riding a lot of things, uh, but she absolutely loved that ride. And the bonus of it not being popular is that there weren't a lot of people in line. So the we went for one day and we probably rode that for an hour uh, at the oh. end of the day, nonstop. And just every time she rode it, she would laugh nonstop the whole time she was on it. And then uh, two years later, we took uh, my son for his first trip and the same thing, uh, you know the getting the chance to have the carpet go up and have us get spit on by the camels while we're in the, the ride. He just part. thought he thought it was amazing. And, uh, for that, I am going to nominate that purely based on personal experience. See, I can't, we can't take that from it. Just like when Jordana says her favorite thing in the world is the Dino land carnival games. Um, Everyone has those emotional connections, which uh, you know we respect here. But I agree. You know, they're, they're, we all I have feel memories. Like a jerk, Frank, thanks. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, uh, I, I don't disagree that they are oddly placed in the park. And yes, it's a cheap skin of the Dumbo ride, but you know. Hey, you know what? To each his own. To each his own. And if it means that much to you, I'm okay with it because you seem like an okay guy. So. I'm going to allow it this time. Uh, you would have picked Fantasmic, though. I feel you would have. You would have been a Fantasmic guy. Yeah, it, uh, it it's it's the best of everything. It's fireworks. It's live action. Uh, it's princesses. It's Disney characters. Uh, yeah, it's it, it it was a great second option until I saw that. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm glad we could help you out with that. Um, Isaac, what do you got? So Frozen Ever After was a thrilling ride, really well done, had a great time on it. And I did actually realize, look at the list again, that it's not my favorite, but it would it would have been my first choice. Except for Under the Sea, Journey of Little Mermaid in California Adventure is always a walk-on. Mm. And it's 10 minutes in air conditioning sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been on that ride literally more than any other ride at any park. I probably go on it each time I visit five times easily. And I always have a good time in it. And then when we went to Disney World, the line queue you guys got is so much better. It's almost amazing. a ride to itself. It's really yep. amazing. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate that ride for a princess level. That's my choice. That's yep. right. Yeah. Drew, what, what do you got? So, Bob, me and you have done a lot of crazy adventures, a lot of fun vacations together. And ever since we went to the, 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 the one who shall not be named Universal Studios and did our Poseidon's Adventures walkthrough tour. Yeah. I was yeah. always looking for something of a of a similar caliber of, of a walkthrough attraction, until I oh went on God. Enchanted Tales oh with Belle, God. and it is I love it. I think it's awesome, and, and a lot of people don't even know what's really there or what it is. But what it is is exactly that. It is a a walkthrough experience of of the castle and the library. And, and, and all other other portions where you have your tour guide that tells the stories, you get to see Belle, she reads a story to you. Um, it's just awesome. You, you go through um, Belle's cottage, Maurice. It, it, I don't know. There, there's something about it that uh, I think it's very well done. I, I like it. I'm a fan. Yeah, I mean, you get to see the characters. It's like killing two birds with one stone. You get the attraction and Belle. You were the knight once. I was the knight. I was that. That kind yeah. of sucked because I had to stand there the whole time and yeah, couldn't, couldn't do it with my kids. 
yes, so I agree with Isaac here. Under the Sea, uh, Journey of the Little Mermaid, uh, please, it's not even that close. Um, it's it's a top ten ride. There, I said top it. Top ten ride. A hey, top ten ride. Drop the mic. Moving That's on. It. Number 13. Number 13. Uh, boy, we, I promise we're almost done with these questions, guys. So if you've held on this long, we still have uh, two more that are just really going to knock your socks off because we start to play with the space-time continuum. So best opportunity for a 180. Which of the following would you have preferred to happen? Alternate universe type stuff. If you followed any of that, Let's go. Belle and Gaston ending up together. Jasmine actually falling in love with Jafar. Pocahontas staying with Kogawam. Mulan and Shan Yu falling in love, which is just mind-blowing on, on many levels. Princess Eric actually <laughs> marrying Vanessa. The glass slipper fitting one of the stepsisters. And Prince Naveen marrying Charlotte. Uh, but Tiana still gets to keep the restaurant. So, Who the hell came uh, up with this question? I, I want to say it was you, and you put me to work on it. Uh, so, J- Jordana, where are you going with this? So, for me, I wanted to do um, the glass slipper fitting one of the stepsisters. And oh. I think that this would end up being, like, really, really good. Because, <laughs> no, but listen, because... You see how much they were already fighting with each other? Imagine if one actually had the slipper fit, and the other one would be so mad. Or does the whole family just move in within the castle? Like, what ends up I was proud of this one when I put it on the list. I gotta tell you, I was very proud of this one when I put it on the list. Of them, it seems the most plausible, and I gotta tell you, I love it. I I, I love where you're going. I love where you're going with it. It sounds like a Lifetime movie that turns into, like, you know, she killed her sister type thing. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah, is it any is it any worse stuff. than Pocahontas staying in the New World? You know, Pocahontas <laughs> staying where she was. What is what does that do for Cinderella, the poor girl? Oh, oh yeah, she's out. She's out. Left, left behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Isaac, Isaac, where are you going with this? Well, if if the question is which would you have preferred to happen? And I have to pick one because these are all pretty ridiculous. Uh, I would say That's Naveen marrying correct. Charlotte because Charlotte's not a bad person. I mean, she's spoiled. No. That's her dad's fault. But she's she loves Tiana. She's fine. And Tiana will be OK. She'll work really hard and she'll find a, another guy out there. who will treat her just as well as Naveen would. So stunning. Positive attitude. I have had this conversation with my wife a dozen <laughs> of course, times. Of course you because have. Isn't everybody the, with their wife? <laughs> it's just one of those things because when you think about characters in movies, there's always an ulterior motive. That is as pure a friendship in a Disney movie that you will ever see, Charlotte yeah. and Tiana. It's it's unbelievable how that friendship is developed, and and it, it's crazy to me. Which again harkens back to how great that movie actually is. The uh, that there was no uh, uh, malicious intent with Charlotte, and and in fact, Charlotte steps aside when you know she she does Tiana the solid. I mean. It, it's that's a great film and that's a great pick. I'm, I'm glad you went there because that's an excellent story. And you're right. Tiana would probably make out better uh, just owning the restaurant herself, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Greg, where are you going with this? All right. Here, here's where I redeem myself. Um, <laughs> so in looking through the list, I was just kind of picturing 
scenarios. And the one that just made absolutely no sense to me was Mulan and Shan Yu falling in love. And <laughs> Zero the, sense. You're welcome. <laughs> the, the reason I love this scenario is because where I went with it was all of a sudden you have a story where Mulan and Shan Yu have teamed up and are just wreaking havoc across uh, Asia. Oh, yeah. And it just is a completely different story. And I thought hmm, that that would be an interesting take on a Disney princess story. Yeah, it would I, be. I agree. I mean, these are out of the world. We should have done an episode on just this. We could have. So Drew, where are you going? Are you going with Prince Eric and Vanessa? No, I wish, but I don't like Vanessa. Um, I'm going Belle and Gaston because if you can't have Prince Eric, who else do you want next? Gaston. I mean, who? I mean, who would want to be a sequel of of Gaston or Little Gaston's running around? I mean, I'm all about that right there. So that's where I'm going. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Well, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in her existence on this show. I am agreeing with Jordana. I think the glass slipper fitting one of the stepsisters what? would be an amazing story to tell. A fascinating social study look at it in terms of like, you're right, what does that do to Cinderella? Does she stay the handmaiden to them? Does she just move in and she just is cleaning up the bigger castle? It, it's it's unbelievable. And Andrew, you harken back to Lady Tremaine, always in control. I mean, this mm. is the ultimate power move if one of the stepsisters it fits this is a, a stunning i was so proud of this one when i put it down because it's just like I, I loved it so much and i'm like that's the one for me so i i, I will i can't believe this but i agree with jordana 100 percent on that one wow <clears throat> so we are that's we have reached first. the end we have reached the end of this magical journey and I, before we get into this question, I, I, I just wanted to thank everyone for coming on. Isaac and Greg, thank you guys. I know Andrew thanked you guys earlier, but thank you guys for listening like you do. Uh, Greg, thanks for the logos. They are they are great. you got to see them on, on some of the merchandise that we have, too. They, they look great. You really you knocked, you knocked it out of the park. park. Yeah. yeah so, so, uh, and, and Isaac, again, yeah, thanks, man. I, we appreciate you holding up the West Coast end of our bargain. So that's uh, – I would love to have you on and talk some uh, some more some more about some of these. Specifically, we could probably do a watch along with Princess and the Frog. I think that'd be great. Uh, so Me. this one here, and, and obviously Jordana, you know, it, it's it's out of love that we bash you every time you say something. Just so you know. Um, so which which princess fairy tale world would you like to live in? You could pick Agrabah from Aladdin, Arendelle from Frozen, 7th century-ish China uh, from Mulan, Andalasia from Enchanted, Provincial France from Beauty and the Beast, 1920s jazz-era New Orleans, Atlantica from The Little Mermaid, 16th century Germany from Snow White, 17th century France from Sleeping Beauty, 19th century France from Cinderella, Medieval Scotland for Brave, The Kingdom of Corona from Tangled. Well, maybe that's poorly named right now with everything going on in the world. <laughs> uh, Polynesia, Polynesia from Moana, uh, Atlantis from Atlantis, and the Virginia Colony from Pocahontas, <laughs> which just seems ripe with smallpox. But I think we'll hear about that in a minute. Uh, Jordana, where are you going? I want to live in Atlantica from The Little Mermaid, only oh. because I want to be a mermaid. Some modifications going on there. Might be the only one that requires some modifications. <laughs> exactly. But I think that would be a cool 
uh, fairy tale land to live in. World. It'd be fun. Yeah, I like that. It's probably better than 16th century Germany, so that's a win. Or or 7th century China. Well, listen, okay, we don't talk about that, okay? It's like Fight Club. We don't talk about Fight Club, okay? It just happens, okay? Greg, where are we headed with you, bud? Uh, We are going to the smallpox-ridden Virginia colony (laughs) from Pocahontas. Uh, Wow, we have a head of smallpox. I love it. Every era has its problems. Um, that is uh, true. I don't know why. I don't, you know, if you believe in uh, past lives, I feel like I belong in those colonial times. That's just always mm-hmm. the the era that I feel, you know, when I see it represented on TV, I'm like, that's where I belong. That's where I should be. And it has really nothing to do with Pocahontas and everything to do with uh, the time period of America. Oh. Like so, it. so you're telling me that you didn't want to go for seventh century China? You know, there's there's problems there too with uh, the invasions, as you saw in the movie. Correct, but it, okay. So, what if I give you seventh century China with Mulan and Shan Yu falling in love, and you were <laughs> like a commander in their military? Would would that change your answer? I was going to no. say that's likely to end worse for me if they team up. <laughs> I, I would not want to be under that that rule. Oh, fair enough, a- Andrew. Um, I'm sorry, I- Isaac. Where, where are we going with you? Because I, I think if I can make an yeah, educated no, guess, no surprise. I, 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 I think me and you would be sharing an apartment over near Tiana's <laughs> restaurant. To be honest, but um, well, yeah. where are you headed? If the question is, where do you want to live? How does one live? You have to eat, and if you're going to be eating, you as well be the best food on earth in New Orleans. 1920s, good music, can't beat it. No, I mean I, I don't, man, I, uh, yeah, I mean I'll talk about it in a second, but I, I think we all know that I feel the same way. Uh, Andrew, where are you headed? So, let me say it's hard not to pit the Polynesian because you know nothing better than sitting on the beach all day, but there's really only one answer. Um, medieval Scotland. I mean, think about it. I just want to sit there with a turkey leg and a large pitcher of a pint of beer and just trying to hang out all day. Don't shoot some arrows, uh, and that's it. Call it a day. Would you want to be a medieval knight spreading your seed throughout the land, Andrew? Well, it's not all there, but, um, you know, know, I'd definitely be known as the destroyer of hope. (laughs) Andrew, you are the destroyer of hope every time we record a show, just so you know. I just awesome. you already have that nickname. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, clearly it's nineteen twenties jazz era in New Orleans. It's it's not even really that close. Uh similar to what Greg touched on with the Virginia colony and he just feels like he'd be in the colonial times. I feel like uh there are certain times in, in this country's history that I mean maybe not the prohibition aspect of it, but man, nineteen twenties jazz era New Orleans, just hanging out at the scat clubs and just, you know, oh. sailing the the river boats. I just, I, I just really, there's something very romantic about 1920s jazz era New Orleans. So that's that's where I would be. We'd be getting beignets, uh, me and Isaac, every day, and oh. it'd be fantastic. We'd be, be be great. We'd be in the Mardi Gras parade, and uh, you know, I think that's what we'd be doing. So <laughs> um, first, uh, the first mint julep is on me. 
Excellent, excellent. If we can only harness the power of time travel. If anyone has a spare DeLorean out there, please let us know. Um, so, yeah, that is going to wrap up the main topic. Thank you all for coming on the show. Um, uh, again, we want to thank both Greg and Isaac for coming on tonight and Jordana. It was absolutely a blast having you guys on. We hope you guys had fun as well. And um, we'll have to do it again sometime in the future. But with that, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of the Disney Princesses Roundtable Discussion. If you have any questions, feedback, comments, anything like that, please send us an email at the Disney to I'm sorry, the Disney Guys Uncensored at gmail.com. Remember to head on over to Facebook, give us a look around. You can pretty much find us there by searching us. Um, as always, as I like to say, Patreon, head on over there. For as little as two dollars a month, you can help support us, keep the lights on. And that's over at patreon.com slash the Disney Guys Uncensored. And uh, as always, merchandise, if you want to head over to the DisneyGuys.RedBubble.com, you get some super cool stuff, shirts, stickers, mods, maybe a plushie of Bubba, who knows. Uh, but if you want to really help us, tell a friend, spread the word, uh, tell people how cool we are and that you uh, you listen to us and they should, they should have a listen as well. So we hope you enjoyed the show and thanks for listening to The Disney Guys Uncensored. May Walt Disney World bring joy and inspiration and new knowledge to all who come to this happy place.